Hey guys, welcome back to another installment, 39DD. I mean, you've been here this long. I'm sure you know kind of what's going on. Yeah, it's gonna be talking some shit. What up? What up? What up? We have a uh, we have a different vibe of the show here today because we yeah, are we're missing, missing we're missing one of our trifecta. Here. Yeah, we're sans Trevor Ketchison, sans catch. That's it. Well, it. One piece of the of, of the triforce is not here. It's not here. It's gonna be a different vibe. I miss him, but at the same time, I'm excited. Like you know how when you're around your best friends, but then when one of them's gone, it's a little you like talk different shit about dynamic. Him? Yeah, a little bit of that too, but. I think we're recording this, so oh. I think he's going to hear it at some no, point. No, he won't. He but doesn't watch this shit. I mean, Trev, Ketchison, viewers at home, we have lit a candle, and it's going to be here uh, in lieu of Trevor Ketchison. Uh, it's a memorial candle. He's not dead, but he's not here tonight. <laughs> uh, he's actually uh, sunning it up right now in two ways. Uh, he's up in Wasega Beach. Nice. Which uh, is sunny, and uh, also it's uh, his mother owns a property up there, and he's up there helping her do some things around the property. Fantastic, so he's being a great son. That's so. it. Well, oh, we we appreciate that, guy, Trevor. Hundred percent. Seriously. Here's here's to you being a great guy in a resort community, helping your mom. I mean, that's just these people miss you. If only. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're doing it just with the two of us. So, cheers. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Okay. We just had a fantastic uh, comedy show here at 1830. Yeah, I heard that. Man, it was, uh, it was walls of the walls. Packed That's house. Good. That's yeah, good. it was great. We had uh, Liam Kelly, Fernando, uh, Rodrigo Fernando Stoll, and Mark Anthony Sinagoga. And our good friend, uh, Lori Impiana, who's a Laughing Viking regular yep. and a 39 Drunken Disorderlies yep. regular. You probably heard her voice. She made her stand-up comedy debut. So oh, fantastic. Kudos, yeah, uh, cheers to kudos that. Kudos to Lori for doing that. That's huge. Maybe this will be history. Like one that'd be day cool. Down the road. That'd be really cool. She'll be doing arenas in front of twenty, thirty thousand people, and she can remember that she did it here at eighteen thirty. I'll shove my bar. wheelchair and yell at her. Yeah. Special disabled section. Ah! Of course, shout out to the venue here, eighteen thirty down at yeah, hundred percent, eighteen thirty. Where you guys are always, you know, keeping it real. Join us on a Monday for the comedy show at eight, or the uh, late show here, the uh, Thirty Nine Drunken Disorderlies podcast. Yeah, and we've got one of those rockaway crowds going for the late night tonight. You know, it's just all I can see is smiling faces. It's a barn burner in here. Yeah, it's they're, they're a little quiet. <laughs> yeah, there's that so, guy, Jim Tubinator, our uh, sound man from TW Features in the house. Of course, we got uh, Kareem from Cypher Picks, our AV guy, edits. If you're listening to this or watching it, it's because... There's a very good chance you've Kareem. seen his handiwork. Right, yeah. Kareem understands <laughs> microphones. Oh, yeah, right? Sorry, excuse me, yeah. Uh, microphones and uh, cameras. So without you, this would just be us having a conversation that disappears into the ether forever. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, the government's watching you. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> me or you? You. You're watching me? Well, I told think... them to. Oh, Okay. Cool. And they were listening to me through my sink. Sorry about last night, government. You saw some fucked up shit. Okay. (laughs) So you were telling me you did mushrooms on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were telling me that you wanted to speak of the largest drug deal that you were involved in. So we can talk. Not that I honestly, I barely, I don't think I count mushrooms as a drug. Uh, You know, mushrooms is not particularly a drug, although you can treat them like one. 
I mean, I've done a lot of mushrooms, and it's stupid because sometimes they're great and sometimes they're terrifying. Right. And there's really no rhyme or reason. Like LSD is a little more controlled. I find that if you're really spazzed out, you can like you know smoke a joint, sit back, ground and center. But because mushrooms is a toxicological response, when your body starts to recognize it's poison, like I actually meet a bunch of my friends don't do mushrooms anymore because I can't. The minute I take mushrooms, I throw up. You don't do mushrooms no, anymore? No, I get sick. Aww. I get sick right away. Really? And that's because my body knows it's poison. We can't do mushrooms together? Well, it's been a while, so we'll see. We'll try we it out. You should come out of mushroom retirement. The, the last time I did mushrooms actually was a mushroom tea, and it kind of was a surprise night. I was out. If my ex was here, it would be funny because she'd be like, fuck you, I remember that night. I was supposed to come home at like 10, went to my buddy's place, and she's like, oh, I'm making tea for everyone. I'm like, oh, nice, cool tea. And I, I guess I should have realized when she went, tea. That she meant something a little more than like, you know, chamomile, right? But I wasn't really thinking about it. I was stoned and I was already kind of drunk. And she comes out and hands me this like big old dirty, like, you know, one of those like metal uh, heated Starbucks kind of like, you know, travel cups. You know what I mean? Or not necessarily Starbucks, of course, because we don't want to cough or anything. Like travel mug, you you know, completely ubiquitous metal container for travel. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I drank the whole fucking thing pretty quickly. I'd be like, oh, it's pretty good tea. It tastes familiar, but. I'm not sure why, and there's honey in there, and that's nice, and yada yada. And a few minutes later, she's like, "So, did everyone enjoy the mushroom tea?" And I was like, "Fuck, I'm supposed to be home in two hours. That's not happening now. There's no chance. Like in two hours, I'm, I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna be, but I'm certainly not gonna be home." So yeah, nine and a half hours later, I finally managed to send a text message home, being like, "Can't, can't home tea psilocybin." How I spelled psilocybin, that fucked. I'll never know, but. That's the nature of the beast. That's the thing about uh, mushrooms. You you really you, you can't do mushrooms without sort of planning ahead. You don't want to yeah. end up in a scenario like yeah. there's certain scenarios you don't want to be in on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually broke the rules. That I would say the two rules are don't do them with strangers. Like you want to do them with friends, and generally you want to be indoors versus outdoors or not uh, around or the wilderness. People. Well, that's what I mean. Like sitting yeah. on a dock. Oh, so that's what I meant. Generally outdoors. Did I say indoors? Yes. Sorry, I meant outdoors. Wilderness, 100%. Forest, camping, in a meadow. That's the best. My, my really close friend, Jack, my brother, Jack, he, I reference him a lot because he does these things that you just wouldn't believe when it comes to narcotics. He went to the dentist on nine grams of mushrooms. Wow. That's fucking And psycho. I was like, you're that's going awful. where? He's like, I got to go. I have to go. I'm like, where do you have to go? He's like, I have to go to the dentist. I'm like, don't go. What? Just don't go. And he's like, why? I'm like, because that's there's no chance that that's going to be a pleasant experience. Like, literally, absolutely no chance. It's awful to begin with. I can't imagine being on mushrooms. Well, apparently, see, he has this philosophy about intensity. The more intense an experience is, the better it is. Huh. And I, that's always, we've argued philosophically about that quite a few times. Been like, yeah, see, I can handle intensity if it's the right kind of intensity. But having some crazy dude drill my face while I'm completely tripped just does not strike me as the kind of intensity I'm looking for. Hmm. You know? <laughs> like, I want, like, the three hottest girls I know to have conversations with me. Or, like, I want to see a really amazing sunset, maybe a meteor shower, because that'd be right. intense. Certainly not sticking power tools in my mouth. Like, that just strikes me as one of those things you avoid when you're right. high on mushrooms, right? So I feel like I did it right. I'm actually, this is, uh, I, I think I've done mushrooms 
seven, maybe six, seven, eight times-ish, but I don't think I'd done them for about five years until uh, now I'm on a two-night mushroom streak. I had mushrooms uh, Saturday and Sunday. Nice. A friend of mine made mushroom chocolates. They taste amazing. They were like delicious gourmet like truffle chocolate, like rich, where you didn't even taste the mushroom. That's one of the ways to go about it, for and sure. And I, I, I feel like I did it pretty solid. I, I just had one, and then I went for a walk to the beaches, and then when I got to the beaches, I ate the second one. Yeah. And then I was on the shore with my dog. I was watching the sunset, watching the waves roll in, watching like people in the park. Oh, just mellowed, yeah. Yeah, super mellow. It was the for best. For sure, that's the way to go about it. It was like the best night. And then I still had more. So that's the thing about mushrooms is once you, I find once you do them, hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Hey, and hey, some hey. Latecomers and the birthday girl in the house. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Rochelle. Rochelle. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, we're talking about mushrooms right now. Um, so I, I, this is my third night. If I did mushrooms tonight, this would be my third night in a row doing mushrooms, but I'm, I ran out. Um, but I find when I have them, like, I just want to do, like, now that I know that she has these chocolates, I'm like, hmm. pretty sure I'm going to be doing mushrooms once a week. Like, <laughs> I just felt like, for me, like, booze, I can take or leave, like, harder heart, like, no hard, I don't do really do any hard drugs, weed and, and shrooms and booze, I guess. But I felt like, I feel like it's it's a weird thing where it's like, I feel at one, like you feel a oneness and a connectedness to nature and other people, but also a, a bit of a separation from everything in yourself a little bit. Like I've you, also felt like I was going to be eaten by a bath mat. That too. So yeah, 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 I'm not yeah, entirely yeah. certain that right. that's always the experience. Right. The opposite experience is the first time I ever did them. I did them with a bunch of strangers. I think I probably had about three and a half grams. Like my buddy was just like, oh, you're not feeling it yet? Here, eat this one. Here, eat this one. You're not feeling anything? Eat this. Then we drank a bunch. Then I smoked a bunch of weed. Then I had the great idea of like let's go to the bar because I, I was a bar guy so what what i did on saturday nights for get ways to go to the bar get ways to go to the bar so we were in barry which i don't know anyone so we go to a packed bar uh the queens on uh, i don't know if you've ever been to barry uh, I, called, I have them i don't know the bar called the queens low ceilings packed sweaty as fuck just the worst environment that you could possibly start peeking. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. It was, ter yeah. I was there with my buddy, crazy Dave, much like Rob fucking Fowler. <laughs> Rob crazy fucking Dave Fowler. is, is yep. the buddy that uh, introduced me to all that shit. Um, famously driving down the 401, uh, he was with his brother one time and they always had roadies and his brother finished a roadie and threw it out the window, except the window was not rolled down. So he blasted the window and the bottle. But when you're going in the highway, it blasts in. So then all of a sudden they're covered in glass, beer and bottles beer. and all the shit on the 401. And then they had to, they, it was his mother's car. So they had to explain, they were like, mom, uh, what happened? And he was like, no, me and Darren were playing catch. <laughs> and he threw one over my head. Uh, I digress, though. So I we, guaranteed mom was like, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why the entire call smells like beer failure and my children's lies. Uh-huh. Right. So we, um, we, we, I convinced him to go to the bar. Like, I'm all been, uh, fucked up on mushrooms. But we got there, and I, there, there was a, a above average number of people with injuries somehow. Like, there was a guy with a crutch, like a, a guy in a sling, a guy with a cast. Might have been one person in a wheelchair, one on crutches. And I started to see this, and then I got it in this loop in my head that I was like, oh, shit. Have I 
Have, was I in like a car accident and like everyone here has died or has horrible injuries and we're all dead in some limbo, but we're all partying because we don't realize that we we're don't know all what's dead. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. that movie Reeker. Right, right. Where we're all just and then people started to look like gross and like ghoulish and like gobliny. Like my bartender would kept coming over and she's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I don't fuck. Am I okay? You're no, no, you're, I'm not okay. You're freaking me out." People would come like partying. Like I, I was, I was. Just kind of posting up at the bar chugging water because in my head i'm like okay uh uh i know that humans drink water and i also know that the more water i drink the more i'll flush the mushrooms out like i was like i want to which by the way is completely not true it's not no humans don't drink water or i won't no humans drink water water. but the more water you drink the psilocybin's already in your system it it plays itself out right that's so completely you need a chemical (laughs) reagent to counteract it and unfortunately there isn't one in my head at the bar i'm at the bar and i'm like dave I just want to go home and go to bed on your couch and wake up tomorrow not on mushrooms. Like, I was freaking out. People, girls would be coming up to me at the bar and they're like, hey, hey, how you doing? Pretty good, except I'm pretty fucked up on mushrooms. And Dave's like, you got to stop telling people that you're on mushrooms. But I felt like, I felt so fucked up that I felt that they were looking at me Everyone's being watching like, me. what the fuck is wrong with this guy? It's called the fear. So I had to justify yeah, it. Like, hey, yeah, fear. yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm on mushrooms, though. If I seem weird, like, it was that constant loop. I found myself, like, I, I had to, uh, I finally found reset. The, yeah. The, I found the, I was trying to find like an anchor. Cause I'm like, do I exist? Am I, am I even here? Have I died? Am I on earth? Am I in the present time? Uh, drug space? pro tip, carry a focus item, right? Like something right. weird in your pocket that other people just wouldn't have. Right. And you're like, am I myself? Am I right. normal? Am I still here? What Is I, this okay? My focus. Finally, I found a TV and it was Sportsnet highlights and I watched it and I was like, Okay, yeah, I do know the Jays play the Yankees today. I was like, the Jays play. And then we finally got out of the bar, and my buddy was a bouncer, and he was outside, and I'm like, Dwayne, oh, my God, thank God you're here because I know you, and if I know you, that means I'm in this current reality. And I was like super – I was super fucked up. But that was the first time. Every other – I don't want to – if you've never done mushrooms, I don't want to thwart you from doing it. Every other time has been amazing because I followed the rules of doing them outside, doing them with friends. Uh, and, the, and the in greatest, a comfortable The greatest mushroom fun game you can have if you really want to screw with yourself and your friends requires something very simple, an animate object like a child's doll. It has to be something like a teddy bear doll. Raggedy Ann dolls and stuff work really well because they're freaky already. Right? They just kind of... Right. So what you do is you sit the doll in a chair and you all sit across the room. Now somebody sits reasonably close to the doll. This is important. Then you turn the lights off, right? After you've been looking at the doll for 10 minutes or so, you turn the lights off. And the person sitting close to the doll just adjusts the doll slightly, moves their arm, you know, turns the tilt of their head a little bit, etc. In the dark, you're sitting there. Everyone reassembles their seats, you know, turn the light back on. Now, this is a childish trick. You know that I'm the one who's been moving the doll because I'm sitting next to it. The problem is it's dark, it's dark, it's dark. Lights come on, doll's moved. Mushrooms take over, right? You're like, oh, the doll's moving. And I'm sitting there going, no, it's not. But after a while, even the guy moving the doll's like, I don't remember if I moved it or not this time, did I? So the sixth or seventh time, everyone's scared. Like, I'm like, ah, you know, and I moved it, right? But after a while, yeah, it gets to you. It really does. And if, yes, and if you really, really want to make people just sort of leap out of their skin, you pick it up and move it across there and put it right next to them. So it's just sitting on the chair or the couch next to them. You look over there, there's no doll. 
where's it go? And then, and everyone does it at the same time. Everybody in the room, you can see them. <laughs> the slow turn. And as soon as they see it, they're like, oh, oh. And it's weird. It's amazing because your mind will not accept that another human being is doing this to you. You're like, no, it's got to be paranormal. This, this is just possessed. Because you don't, see a, you don't see me moving it. So there's no visual record. And mushrooms requires visual stimulus. Yeah, it's, it's almost like when, when you're sober, it's like the most likely scenario seems to be the, like, the scenario. But when you're on mushrooms, it's like, if you do enough, yes, you're like, the most absurd the most scenario must be scenario the right one. Is like, one Cthulhu is in the room with us, and that's why <laughs> oh. the furniture is moving. Like, <sighs> all great. right, so, so let's kick into tonight's story. On that from note, mushrooms on that to note. drug deal. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckle up. So this is great, actually. I like, I like the intro there, because it's about hallucinogens, too. I, I used to... Um, pedal in an lsd blotter which means uh, it's just paper acid like okay. acid on blotter paper right well most people think of a hit of acid they think of a single square of blotter paper gotcha well it comes in sheets and a sheet is 100 hits and a book is 10 sheets so a thousand that's total. right yeah so <laughs> a thousand you had a thousand hits of acid. actually i had five 5,000? Yeah. We cracked this insane deal with this girl from Southern California named Star. And the reason we knew the name was Star was because she had a fucking big star tattooed on her face right here. And that was it. We knew her as Star. We cooked this deal through a friend of a friend of ours. And she's like, well, if you can meet me in Niagara Falls at this casino on this day, I'll sell you this deal. And the deal was literally worked out to something like 70 cents a hit. For five thousand, and, and street, street value, value is about five to eight a hit dollars, not nice. Cents. So we're looking at like, ooh, we're gonna make you know twenty grand this weekend if we can pull this off. So none of us have a driver's license, so we pay this guy that we know to drive us to to Montreal, and then from there we pick up a friend of ours who drives us back to Niagara Falls. I, it was the, the weirdest thing. You yeah. do know the shortest yeah. way is Ex the, Absolutely. Yeah. But our buddy who had a van wouldn't come and pick us up. We had to go to him. Wow. So we went to him, and then he drove us back, basically back. Oh, this whole story is stupid. Don't get me wrong. This is very dumb. We were drunk. You should have cut that guy out right then and there. Well, and actually, like... we ended up cutting him out, and that's <laughs> right. where the story ended up turning strange. So we, we, well, the whole thing's strange. So we drank our asses off the whole trip. We had, like, you know a 60-pounder in the van. We're flying down the highway. I'm drinking out of this bottle. I look over, and there's the OPB right there. I'm just sort of slowly put the bottle back down beneath the window, and the guy looks over, but then he looks over, and there's a bottle inside. I'm just like, drive slower. Please obey the law. He's like, why? What's going on? You want to do these lines off the fucking dashboard? I'm like, not right now. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep my face as neutral as possible. Like, it's okay. I'm just some guy in this van. No problem, right? But I'm looking at this. He'll be, he's, he's staring at me like, something's going on in that van, but I don't know what it is. I'm just going to drive along right next to him until I find out. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, he pulls off. It was great. We're just paranoid. It was nothing. I like how you said uh, he offered to do lines off the dash, and you said, right, not right now. Like, there's a good time to do coke off the dash of a car that you're driving. <laughs> right? That's the life of Bob right Between there. rest I never stops. would have thought of that. Yeah. When there's not a lot of curves. I've also been holding the steering wheel while the driver's doing rails and encountered obstacles. 
and nearly killed us all because I'm not really a driver. So I'm leaning over like this, holding the wheel, being like, hey, that's like a bridge. And there's kind of a turn on the bridge. He's like, so what, man? I'm like, we hit the little thing, and the car goes towards the edge. I'm like, that's what's up right there. He's like, oh, I got the wheel back in action. I'm like, yes. No one died today. <laughs> and then I checked the speedometer, and we're doing like 180. And I'm like, wow. Wow. You should probably lighten your foot up a little bit on this. Like, uh, this is a van. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a this is not a this is not a, an F1 race car here. This guy just had his foot to the floor the entire trip, right. like, yeah, we're gonna get there. Woo! Because he was fired up on Coke, yeah. Mental patient. <laughs> Mental patient. Like, yeah, we're just going for a drive. I got lots of business ideas. We're going for a drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you my plan for world peace. <sighs> so we, we get to Niagara Falls and we pull up in front of the casino resort hotel, whatever. And I immediately recognize this woman's car. It's the only car parked like on the sidewalk next to the casino and it's a convertible that her license plate is star no joke i'm like i wonder if that's her car but he's like no it can't be i'm like it has to be this whole thing is so stupid it absolutely has to be and he's like no and then sure enough absolutely it was her car was it a regular car in my head i'm hip i'm picturing like one of those hippie vans no it's a it was a it was a convertible like a flat top old school like I don't know what kind of car it was, a Chevy or something with no fucking, yeah, it wasn't a caddy. It wasn't, it wasn't that nice, but it was definitely like, it, it was interesting. Had she driven from California to Niagara Falls to do this deal? You well, she'd she been touring the Northern States. Okay. Uh, following the Grateful Dead. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and selling lots and lots of drugs on the way. And so we had this contact. That's why we had to be there that day because she wasn't going to be there longer. And the scam was, that she had got all these these math books, these math textbooks, printed with uh, LSD on the on certain pages. Amazing. So she could move them pretty much freely around. So we ended up buying forty math books. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we bought the stuff, and I had to, someone had to test it, and I was like, "Well, I will." So I did ten. I'll do some geometry. Yeah, is it trigonometry? Let's let's go, basic algebra. So I'm wandering around the the hotel resort. I'm not old enough to gamble. I'm not old enough to drink at this resort, but I'm obviously screwed up. And the security keeps asking me what I'm doing here. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to find my parents. Like, they're, I think they're here somewhere. You know. The fourth time I said that, the guy's like, you don't have parents. Like, something's wrong with you. What's going on? You know, like. So something's definitely, mm-hmm, I don't know, alien, what's up? So I met this couple at the bar while I was just tranced out of my head. And the guy's like, well, why don't you come back to our hotel room and just hang out, you know, have some drinks and chills out. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm waiting for my rod. He's supposed to be back in a couple hours, no problem. Go to the room, and the guy tries to basically sell me his wife. He's like, I want you to sleep with my wife while I sit in this chair and, you know, beat my shit like it owes me money. And I was like, I, you know, I don't know what's wrong with that plan, but it seems a bit off to me. Like, something's weird about that. I'll have to think about it. He's like, well, have a few drinks and think about it. So the next morning, I'm finding my pants and accepting <laughs> money from some guy leaving a hotel room. I'm like, am I a prostitute now? Like, did that, is that how this is going? And security finds me in the hallways. Like, you found your parents? I'm like, yeah, they're in this room. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? I just fucked my mom. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a weird night. I'm sorry. It's kind of odd. I, I have to go. And they're like, they're like, well, we've been hearing these weird noise complaints and stuff from the neighboring rooms. I'm like, yeah, I told you it was a bit weird and I have to go. So my ride is gone. He's like, the van and my buddies are long gone and the math books are gone. And all I have is the, the four sheets that I cut out for myself. Four sheets. Just bear that in mind. That's 400 hits, right? That I decided I might need for whatever. And it turned out I did because I managed to sell two of them to get me ass home and make a few hundred dollars in the process. But it was interesting, like wandering around the streets in, in, in fucking Niagara Falls, like, hey, wanna buy some acid? And, and the, you know, the guy in the business suit's like, no. And I'm like, never know. Have a good day. Is you that know? what you were saying? Or were you like, hey, you guys like math? You want to do some math? <laughs> I actually have no idea what I was saying. That's the problem. I was fucked. I got a lot of weird looks, and then eventually got a fistful of money and took a bus home. So that's epic. But what, again, what was great is the fact that I'm walking out of the casino as the cops are walking into the casino, and I sort of nod at the cops like, y'all have a good day, and just disappear behind them. And then the security guy's like, no, it was that giant guy. He just left. Like, We've been looking for this dude. It's kind of weird. Like, he's been in the hallway. He peed in a potted plant. Like, I think he lived on the second floor for three days. And I was like, just quickly down the street. And it's amazing. If you walk away with a purpose, looking like you know where you're going, most of the time, people don't stop you. They just don't. They're like, yeah, that guy's fine. Like, fuck. I think he's the high school math teacher. I think he, yeah. (laughs) Why does he have all these math quizzes in his bag? Oh, well. I just like me some math trivia, okay? You bought. An entire Grateful Dead concert's worth of acid. That's impressive. Close as, to. As yep. you were what? You said you were, in, you were in the U.S. side and you couldn't gamble, so you were under 21 yep. at the time? 20, That's right. 1920? That's right. Wow. That's some Breaking Bad level shit right there. That's going to be a good episode. And I'm crossing, and crossing episode. the border with, you know, 400 plus hits on you, it's pretty crazy because that is a manslaughter charge. LSD is one of the few drugs because it has strychnine in it as one of the cutting agents. Wow. They will charge you in the States specifically with manslaughter because you can, if you do it inappropriately and the, the mix is bad, it'll kill you. I mean, nowadays we don't seem to recognize that. I mean, apparently, yeah, fentanyl's fine. all drugs can kill yeah. you now, yeah. which is why I don't know how I survived. Because honestly, if the drug quality back then was as bad as it obviously is today, nobody I know would be alive. That's just, that's just statistically the way it is. I'm sorry. If, the drug, if drugs were that bad, then all the experimentation, all the fucking stupid shit that we did, we'd all be dead. There'd just be no way around it. I don't know what, where the hell we've gotten to where it is okay for a dealer to sell po- literally just straight fucking poison to somebody with no repercussions for that. We had a guy downtown one time sold one bad batch of, of drugs to street kids, and he got beaten nearly to death because of that. By, by, like, other dealers and street people who are like, yeah, you're going to sell poison to people? Let's have a little chat over here with these 12 guys. Whoops. Don't do that again. You know? It just seems like there's no concern for anybody's human compassion or decency at all. I know that's kind of a stupid thing to talk about when you're talking about drug dealers, because there's always been guys who just sell poison to kids, like the whole heroin thing and the whole deal, right? But still, if you knowingly are killing your clients... What the fuck are you doing? First of all, it's a bad business model. Bad for business. Yeah. And second of all, you're just a piece of shit as a human being. 
You know, and I'll say that's all drug leaders out there. If you're selling fucking poison to kids, you're a piece of shit as a human being. Come see me. You know. Nice. Yeah, come see him. We're here every Monday at 9 Clarence Square, 1830. <laughs> come on down. We'll have a chat. Yeah, not particularly worried either. Right. Shot at a few times, Palios. Right. Anyway, like I said, biggest drug I ever participated in. Uh, Crazy Girl Star ended up on, uh, she was on like Geraldo a month and a half later. As like this drug connection to the stars and stuff. Like she was some woman who sold cocaine to famous people and like wow. did all this shit. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Weirdest fucking thing. Cause I'm like, I know that girl. And everyone's like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, I do. Actually, I met her once. And there's there's a picture of her like shitty car with the star license. Like she's pulling up. From, yeah, I sell drugs to famous people. And this guy, <laughs> apparently. It'd be great if you were in the picture, just random. Yeah, just like. <laughs> although that, yeah. Of. Of all those sheets of acid, how many of those, like, you know, they say don't get high on your own supply, but I feel like you did. <laughs> how many of those do you think you did yourself? I don't know. I can tell you this. My morning routine, if it gives you an idea, morning routine at the time was get up, put a pot of coffee on, grab a sheet off the coffee table, take a bite out of it like I was chewing tobacco, had this big wad like bubble gum in the corner of my mouth being like... <laughs> And so 10, 15, sometimes more hits at wow. a time. Wow. And I do that two or three times a day. So, yeah, I went through a lot of the stuff I was selling. You want to know my life equivalent to that scenario? When I was uh, up until about age 13, I was a five-pin bowler. And every year to fundraise, we sold chocolate almonds. And I would get a case or two of chocolate almonds that I then I would have to sell to neighbors and family but I fucking love chocolate almonds. So I would just crush my own chocolate almonds. And then I would end up owing like 40 bucks to the bowling association because I got high on my own supply. That's the difference between our two lives here. You're just crushing yep. acid and I'm like yep. indulging in a sweet treat from time to time. To tell you the truth, when I finally quit uh, doing acid, I, you know, I, it took me three months to actually sober up. And I remember the day vividly, I was walking to the store to get a pack of smokes and some milk and shit, and I flipped right out. I freaked out. Things looked really weird. Everything was super weird, and I couldn't figure out what it was. Run to this fucking payphone. I call my girlfriend. I'm like, yo, I'm freaking out. I'm like a block and a half away. I'm freaking out. You might have to come and get me. I'm freaking out. She's like, well, what's going on? I'm like, things look fucking weird. And she's like, what do you mean they look fucking weird? I'm looking around. And I'm like, there's only like one of everything. Nothing's moving. Right. The colors are also. Oh, another weird little fact. LSD corrects red green color blindness. What? Which I, which I I'm happen color to have. Blind. I also have that. Well, I guess we're yep. doing LSD together. <laughs> First time I ever saw an amazing sunset. I'm telling you right now, LSD. It has because red green color blindness is a as a as a brain deficiency where your your, your ocular nerves and the and the the rods cones etc in your mind that that process color don't function properly. Hmm. LSD rewires brain function, so you use neural pathways that you weren't using before. And those fresh neural pathways don't have the same problems as the old ones. Mm. That's why you can like taste colors and things like this, right? Wow. But yes, so everything went weird. Colors all changed. I couldn't see any trails. Things were kind of fucked up. And then it suddenly dawned on me while I'm talking on the phone, describing the symptoms. I'm like, these are the symptoms of being sober for the first time in more than I'm eight months. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not freaking out. I, this is actually what not freaking out is like. That's fucking freaking me out. Right. So, yeah. 
three months. Took me three months to stop being high on drugs because I did too many. I and I haven't done acid since because of that. Wow. That was one of those things. You, had to, you know, just had to give it up. Right. It's like the booze that you do too much and you get fucked up on it and you can't touch that booze. Well, no, it's, it's more than that. I know people who, you know, again, acid does permanent shit to your brain. And you reach a certain critical mass, you've done too much of it or whatever, and you just don't come back from whatever the fuck is wrong with you. Like there's, you know, I know a lot of people who are now just sort of permanently screwed up. They don't do drugs at all, but they're still like me, weirdos. They believe like craziest things. They just hallucinate sometimes and they, yeah, you've reached that point break. You've gone over the edge and that's it. What's the, like, can you describe like a super fucked up scenario or situation or feeling or visuals or? It's all, it's, yeah. it, it's all there. I mean, think about, you know, walls melting, seeing things that aren't there. Um, hearing voices, again, tasting colors. This tiny fruit fly is here right well, he's, now. Yeah, he's totally <laughs> loving me. Uh, I've, been, I've been swatting at him for a while. But no, I mean, that's the thing. LSD is impossible to describe because it's a psychotropic hallucinogen. Any, everybody's experience on it is going to be based on their own right. um, capacity to handle that kind of thing. Like, I've got a pretty controlled, fixated personality. I can, be, I can say to myself, I am on powerful drugs. And remember that. And so, like, you know, cardinal rules. Like, no, you can't fly. Right? You're on the balcony. You're looking down. You see the, the ground coming. It looks like it comes real close. Like, it's a foot away. But you're 14 stories up. And you think, I can just step over the balcony railing. I'll be right there. No. Never You can't idea. fly. Don't do it. Right? Don't put small children into appliances. That kind of thing. All the horror stories you hear about come from people who forget the key fundamentals. And the key fundamentals are that don't believe what you see. What you read is not true. What someone says to you is probably insane because they're probably like you, high on drugs and insane. And where you are is going to have surprises in it, like stairs or snakes. Yeah. Dogs, doors. I'm actually an aphidiophobe, so that's horrifying. Say again? I'm an aphidiophobe. That should be horrifying. I'm afraid of snakes. Oh, yeah? Terrified of them. Wow. Terrified. Yeah, pull a shotgun on me, I'll laugh at you. But put a garter snake, I will run away. You found his Achilles heel. <laughs> it's snakes. I got bit by a boa constrictor. You know that? Yeah. No. I worked a summer at uh, Reptilia Reptile Zoo in Vaughn as a uh, as a like an, an Aussie reptile expert doing doing kids shows. And part of the show was I would pull out like a good size either a python or a boa constrictor. And after summer, I started to get cockier and cockier. And I'm like, I'm going to get a bigger one. And they kind of had a wall of like Tupperware trays where they keep them. And a key with, with if you're handling snakes is you kind of want to block the head a little bit. Like you sometimes have a stick and you like keep your keep like you. They need to feel that you're big like a tree, not like a, a little mouse. And I kind of daintily and hesitantly like reached in like uh, like I was a little trepidatious at this big boa. And it fucking like jumped at me, and like to the, I was alone in a room with a bunch of snakes, and I was like, ah, 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 but it just it bit my pinky. That's how like that's like the like that's like borderline pretty like like the least you could. Well, get they sort of really piss him off. I was like, ah, I was like my oh, pinky. I got bit in the pinky, but it was terrifying. I've been stung by a stingray and bit by a boa constrictor. I'm basically Steve. And Irwin. you didn't die. Yeah, I'm alive. You know what really? I'm sorry. You mentioned Steve, and so I'm going to say this. You know what really pisses me off? The fact that you can't see the fucking footage of him getting killed. 
We sat there for fucking 15 years waiting for that motherfucker to stick his hand in a place it shouldn't belong and get bit. And what happens? He's swimming with fucking stingrays, gets stung directly in the heart, dies instantaneously, basically, and that's the one fucking video we can't watch? Fuck you. The best episode ever. That uh, whole show, that whole show was predicated on this guy going, right, this all really piss him off. Oh, grab this poisonous snake and stick it in my face. Look at this snake not biting me. And we're all like, bite him, bite him, bite him. Yeah. We, we all, and if you, if you are lying to yourself and saying, no, I just thought he was a naturalist. And uh, fuck that. He's a crazy zoologist who grabs onto dangerous animals and goes, well, crikey, this one's fucking dangerous. And we all wanted to see him get bit. And the one fucking time it mattered, no. That's the video you can't see. Because there's a conspiracy theory, man. He faked his own death. He's on an island with Biggie and Tupac and Elvis and the rest of them. You got tired of the, the spotlight. No, I think it's because we got way too social fucking justice. Right. And we just uh, can't see death on TV anymore. We're, we're going to flip to audience, Mike. Uh, we got Serene. Uh, I was thinking. Yes, Serene. Kareem from Cypher Picks. And it's, I said Serene. It's Kareem's alternative identity when he's dancing drag. Kareem, what's up? <laughs> Uh, no, I just wanted to weigh in on the whole snake thing mm -hmm. because I do have my own snake. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have my own snake too, but it scares me. Don't show it to me. No, I mean like... What kind I, of snake? Um, ball python. Okay. It's about three feet. Um, okay. And I just wanted to say I've been, I haven't been bet ever. And I've had her for like nearly a year now. And the way he, what you described right now had me cringing the whole time. Oh, I did the complete wrong it, thing. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, I slid it out and was like, okay, I'm just going to grab yeah, you. Which it you just sees never, this moving and it's like. It's, you it's don't put your hand in front of this head no, of a snake. No, yeah. That's the first, that's one of the best way to get bit. Don't what put your hand because. Pet. Sorry? I'm sorry. I, I say this. <laughs> What is, I've always thought this. What a stupid fucking it's pet. Not, it's, it's, a, not actually, it's not a pet. It's like it's I've, got a, I've, got, I've got this thing in a box that I can look at sometimes. When I put my hand in front of its face, I'm <laughs> fucked. You know what? No. That's, like, that's, like, that's like fish for assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been told some of something. You just get similar. to watch. I, I, I have a Venus flytrap. That's good enough for me, okay? I feed it ants, and I'm like, look, I get to watch something killing something. I'm satisfied. Let's go to work, you know? I don't know, just, man. They just yeah. get bigger and bigger. It's just waiting uh, to no, get Yeah, and they start laying next to you. And stretching out, we're like, oh, it's so cute. They're snuggling. No, they're measuring. That's bullshit, actually. That is not proven. No? No, it no. is actually bullshit. Well, because, I like that statistic. Um, it makes sense to me. Thanks for snakes pets. don't eat something they can't kill. And they cannot kill and eat you. They're you actually don't fit. Actually, the only right. snakes that can actually eat a human being is an anaconda. And that's like, the rock python got big enough for that sometimes. No, that's very rare. It could be like 18 feet, 19 yeah, feet. That's yeah, a big yeah. snake. Yeah, but like the issue with snakes is that they cannot actually fit their mouth around your shoulders. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And snakes eat head first. Yeah. So they can't get through. So they will actually try to kill. They will probably like try <laughs> if they find your body, but they won't. What about those kids that got strangled death with that big snake in Newfoundland those are kids, last year? Though. Those are kids. Yeah, exactly. Those are kids. They can eat like a, kid. a, a rock so python can so, probably eat So I'm sorry. Rat. They'll just eat your kids. Right. And Great pets. Also, they can eat yeah, like goats you, and stuff. In, in, in Canada specifically, you cannot own a snake that gets longer than six feet. Rock pythons get above 15 feet. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, but your child size, love. Um, yeah. Child uh, size. Even, Digestible. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, also another thing that you said is, it's very funny because I grew up watching Steve Irwin. And one of the things I do on Thursday mornings is volunteer at a wildlife center. Right. So I'm always around shit like that, like snakes yeah. and like things that try to bite me all the time. But you're the guy like grabbing a snake, sticking your finger up his asshole and be like, this all really piss it off. See if you can get really angry with you and then not getting bit on TV and have the rest of us go, fuck! Watch another half hour episode of this asshole poking snakes and you get bit in the face. Yeah. All I wanted to see. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Steve Irwin's family. Much love. Total respect. Put the video out there. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. You know it. Well, there Somebody are other had a GoPro. videos out there. There's a video out there. It's they not were filming. Video. They were filming when this happened. They weren't. She, she, her, the husband, sorry, the wife decided that this was, this video is just too personal because it's the one time that we wanted to see him fucking with an animal. Then no, but that one's too personal because he died. Which is what we all fucking wanted. I mean, not necessarily dead, but bit. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Stung in the heart by a stingray. Like, what's the chance? Right in the heart. Like, what's the chance of that? Pretty crazy, right? If it was a Mortal Kombat game, that was a flawless victory. Yeah, right I believe there. it. It's like Liu Kang the Stingray, you know? like <laughs> Stingray wins. That's right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Uh, audience, Mike, so this is part of the show where we toss it out there. You can ask a general question to Bob about uh, what it's like to be a punk rock bouncer. Oh, come on. You've got general giant. questions. I know you, you do. You can share a fucked up mushroom story or a drug story. Everyone's got general questions general, for me. Come on. Uh, alcohol issues. Is this acne or did I scratch Whatever myself? Like. General questions. Just ask. You can ask him about the cuckold situation uh, when the husband... Paid him to do whatever he did to his wife, destroy her, his wife. That's an intense situation. He was like, she, he really delivered the goods, right? He like brings home a giant. That's like, that doesn't happen every day. She's like, I wanted to do something spicy to our love life. He's like, hey, giant caliente. Let's bring this into the room. We'll see what happens here. Is this what you were looking for, babe? She's like, I don't know. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? I have no idea. Like I said, I don't really remember. Is it on? There's a button on it. Try There's the button. a button. Yeah. There you it's go. On hey, now. it's on now. So you have done so much that Ooh. we haven't, that we would like to aspire to, to get into fun trouble. What would you like to do to get into further and more trouble if you could get away with it, if you weren't so clean? Oh, man. Wow. If you could string theory, like another version of yourself somewhere. Well, actually, what would you really extreme like to sports. do? I don't have the, the, the body for that. I've broken myself too badly, but I've always wanted to like, you know, like do speed skiing naked or something insane like that. Right. But I just can't. I can't. Like, I just I immediately fall down and look really weird. Like the fat naked guy lying on top of the hill and being like, oh, I turned my ankle. I got to go back to the chalet. And they'd be like, we're not driving you back to the chalet. You can just freeze on the mountain. But no, like stuff like that, like drive a race car really fast or like make a million dollars like things that i just definitely can't do because i don't know buddy shit about we're it. gonna make a million dollars we're gonna take care of the make a million dollars with this no but that's show. the thing like i've done i've done the stupid obnoxious like ruin your life train so hard that i'm really not entirely certain what to do with the skills that i have left i'm like well shit you know like i'm a writer and i'm a lot of other things i'm a, I'm a carpenter and all this stuff but it's like what i'm really good at is fucking my life up. Like, I'm, I'm like, 
I've had like a master class in like ruining my life. It's like amazing the things you can fuck up when you really put your mind to it or absolutely don't for that matter. So I've got the stories like you wouldn't believe, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the legacy. It's like you, you have postcards from all these places that you used to be. And I, I meant that when I said places you used to be and snapshots of people you can't remember being and you can tell the stories and you can live vicariously through the past. But I think a lot of people do that anyway. I just did it more because it was like, you know, a specialty skill. I was like, yeah, not only can I fuck up my life, I can fuck up your life too. Let's just like jump down the rabbit hole together. And we'll see what happens. And I've been there a number of times. I mean, you know, like me and my ex-wife are still really good friends, but the only reason that we're really good friends is because we were mature enough to say, this is not fucking going anywhere positive. And we should probably not be together before someone gets stabbed. Like, it's going to go there if we keep this up. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's, you start seeing those signs in the morning, like a little bit of anthrax and the toothpaste and stuff. And you're like, right. yeah, I see what's up, right? right? It's really good self-awareness of the two of you. <laughs> well, so I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'd rather do. I mean, not to quote Hunter S. Thompson, but I will. Uh, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It doesn't work for everybody, but it's always worked for me okay. So I've given it a go, and that's just been it. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, I still work in booze cans. I'm still that guy. I still probably party harder than I should because I don't really know how not to do that. And every day is sort of a maturing moment of like, wait a second. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to publish uh, some writing. And I call people, and they're like, Bob. You're not writing about drugs. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm not writing about drugs. I don't want to write about drugs. I've lived that. Come on now. Let's talk about stuff or something. Good for you. Right? Yeah. And again, I don't, I, don't, I don't regret. I don't regret my life at all, actually, because frankly, it was a blast. I mean, like there's, I, I, I live. It is a blast. I, right, but I'm saying I lived and I still live and I refuse to admit that it's ever going to end. So party hard, you know, pull the chain, right? Some people say, you know, clean up, get a real job, change your life. Well, what's a real job and how do you change your life? And most of the guys I know have real jobs aren't clean, so fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys buying the drugs that I'm selling them. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's an interesting question. I don't know what I would do. Um, Naked luge. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, speed do. skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Own more firearms, maybe? I don't know. Since I don't own any, it'd be fun. I haven't shot guns in a long time. Have a tutu collection. Have a tutu? Tutu collection. collection? Again, I think he needs a tutu. That, that predicates, once again, the money. Because you have to find someone to custom make a size 44 fucking tutu, and that's just not going to happen in the regular market, okay? I'm sure the guy who paid you to fuck his wife could buy you See, a tutu. We just had an audience member threaten to make me a tutu. <laughs> That's amazing, because if you right. make it, darling, just like they say in the movies, if you make it, I'll wear it. Next Monday. I think that's a good one. If you uh, turn up with a tutu in my size, I'm not even joking. I will put that shit on. I'm not even kidding. That's a fact. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuning in to next week's show, you may very well find me wearing an extraordinarily large fucking tutu, and that's awesome. That's the reason to come down here at 1830 every Monday. Yeah, and, I'll and double the live audience. Catch that's the happen. studio audience. See Bob in a tutu. Uh, we should probably wrap it up there. This has been uh, yeah. 
pretty good show. I like it. Hey, uh, just uh, just you know, just you and I here behind yeah, the buddy. mics of steel. But you know what? We did it. Awesome, brother. We did it. Uh, in, other words, in other words, Trev, we wish you were but back, but we don't need you. Trev, we do need you. Come back, Trevor. Come back, Trevor. Although you're being a great son. Uh, make sure to hit us up at 39DD Show on Instagram. You can watch episodes with video on uh, YouTube. You can come see us live here at uh, 1830 Bar, downtown yeah, Toronto. Absolutely. Come on uh, down. Keep listening and uh, do, maybe do more mushrooms, I guess, is the lesson. I don't know. Be good to each other and be wacky. All right. right. Be wacky. We love you. Have a good night. Bye. No, you hang up. No, you, no, hang, you up. hang up. No, no you, you hang first. up. I love you more. Okay. No, I, I love, love you. More. No, I love you more. <laughs> no, okay. All right. And please, please, please cut us. And hang up. <laughs> <laughs>